Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we'll be discussing just about anything and everything as it relates to scale models. So buckle up for what we believe will be an exciting journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a regular part of your modeling bench sessions. Before we start, I would like to take a moment and thank the sponsors of the Model Geeks Podcast. Sprue Brothers, our one-stop shop for all our scale modeling needs. Sprue Brothers has the largest inventory of model kits, accessories, tools, and supplies. So visit Sprue Brothers at SprueBrothers.com for all your scale modeling needs. Detail and scale. The go-to reference sources for military aviation enthusiasts and scale modelers since 1978. All the detail and scale books are available in both print and digital format. Check them out at detailandscale.com. And lastly, Furball Aero Design. Providing modelers with the most accurate and extensively researched scale model aircraft decals available. Each decal set is printed by Cartograph Italy, the industry's leading decal printer. If you're looking for high quality and well-fitting and conforming decals, then check out Furball Aero Design. You can visit them at furballarrow-design.com. Now, here are the geeks. Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the MGPC. I'm Whitey along with D-Ran, Nemo, and Frildo backing me up today. Coming to you from the White House here in Southern Maryland. Uh, how are you all doing, man? Good. Good. Doing good. Pretty good. You know, Pretty good. For an early morning. Yeah. Well, you know. Got things to do today. It's Sunday morning. Recording early. Getting it done. Drop it on a Friday. Um, what's been going on this week, guys? Not much, man. It's been kind of a fast week. Busy with work and stuff? Yeah, work has uh, been kind of a killer getting ready. I'm leaving tomorrow for a business trip and it's been go, go, go trying to get things ready. Where, you, where are you going? Jacksonville. Oh. So. Jayville. All right. Jayville. I know I had a San Diego trip planned I was looking forward to, um, but that got canceled for November, but... Um, we are going on, I'm going on leave next week. Um, so headed out to Phoenix. Nice. Uh, go uh, take a swing by uh, Andy's hobby. Um, and, uh, hopefully pick up a couple kits. I'm bringing an extra suitcase, you know, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a list for you. Good call. <clears throat> yeah. Don't forget to hit us up while you're there and, uh, yeah. take requests. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Will do. <laughs> yeah. I can I'll, see I'll the look, the look on his list. face. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Put that at the top of my list. <laughs> Buying stuff for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. If there's anything particular, sometimes the, the particulars are the hard to find. So that's easy stuff. Yeah. But I'm not going to load up two suitcases full of kits. What's wrong with that? TSA is not going to care. Look, because I'm not paying the extra bag. <laughs> you want to pay the extra baggage fee? Then okay, I will load up for you. Oh man. What's that? A couple, what, 20 bucks? That's 20, good. 30 bucks. That's free. That's like free. That's free, free stuff. Except for Frill. He's got to pay for that. Well, unless you fly Southwest and they don't charge you for two bags. There you go. But that I, I, but I'm, I think I'm going to bring like three or four bags. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just let me know what you guys want. <laughs> so what are y'all in work on? It's been a busy week, I said, but I mean, surely it was time for modeling. Yeah, well, I'm the same, same. Yeah, I, I'm plugging along still on the scooter and 
Now, is this one part of the group build? Or no, is no, it one, no. That's the one you're already in work on. Yeah, I started this one before. So once I get done with it, then I can press on with another. So back-to-back scooter builds. It, yeah, seems, it seems like they're, I mean, that little group build, like, we like took off. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, there are people already, I'm, I'm, I mean, just already posting pics and just rocking through their scooter builds. I'm like, geez, oh, Pete. A couple uh, guys are almost done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. Week into it. Done. Yeah. I, um, takes me that long to paint a seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you there, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm uh, still plugging away. I thought I was like done the other day, and then you posted your pics of uh, the, the phantom seats up, you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. all I'm going to do is put a couple of uh, lights on this tornado, and I'm done. And I was like, wait a minute. I got two seats in here that bear resin, <laughs> yeah. man. I was like, I got to put seats in this thing. Uh, so uh, that's what I, I spent most of yesterday sitting here watching uh, college football downstairs and uh, painting seats. Um Coming along nice, I guess. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're pretty much on. You're other than the seats, you're pretty much El yeah, Finito. All the you know fiddlies are on, and like I said, I got a couple of nav lights to put in place. Glue the canopy on once the seats are in, and uh, I'll get get that thing off my friggin' bench, man. Cool. Um, you rock. I'm pretty, not. You know. Yeah. You 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 persevered through that because I, I think that that. That would have just ended up on the shelf for me. It was not fun, and it'll tie into our uh, main topic of discussion later on in the show, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Other than that, what, what do you wouldn't work on, Frill? Man, what are you doing? Well, I finished those two ICM drones, and as my luck would have it, after I got the newer one, the whatever, the pointier nose one, I got it done. I'm looking at it, and I had a damn ghost scene come up across the oh. right at the top. So I just said, you know what? It's done. It's going on the shelf. And uh, pulled out the MiG-15 UTI, and uh, last night I got the cockpit all done, and I just got to, today, start gluing the fuselage together. And hopefully, if I work, I should be able to get that thing in paint by this weekend, by next weekend. What scheme are you doing? I don't know. It's, I'm kind of torn because there's a nice Russian one that I like, natural metal. But then there's also an Iraqi two-tone desert camouflage one that cool. I kind of want to do too. So I'm kind of on the fence. and uh, So we'll see how I feel when I get there. I still haven't tried my uh, SOTAR 2020 yet. So maybe I was going to save that for the uh, Encore A37 in the Southeast Asia camo. Yep. I was going to use that to do that, but I might try it on this MiG-15 maybe. I think you'll really like it. I mean, it's... It's it's not a super expensive airbrush, but no. it, it sprays like a super expensive airbrush. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I got mine when Badger had their birthday sale, I think, yeah, last year or something. Same that was here. when I got it. The yeah. gold one. Yep, and it says year. It's like cool. 2020, and it's like the year of the SOTAR, and it says 2020 on cool. it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I saw uh, the box you brought in there, Scott. Oh, yeah. You'll have to That's... look at it in the light. Oh, I'm going to. How's it coming? Um, so I have to paint the canopies and, you know, put the little fiddly bits on the canopy and then start gluing everything on and that's it. So, um, you know, it's all, the decals are all done, flat coated. I think I, I threw some pictures up on Facebook and, um, the next pick I throw up I'll, when she's finished. So, but it's, I mean, it's such a great kit. I, a little fiddly with the, how the canopies attach and how I did it. I don't know if I should have done it that way. 
um, where I, I went ahead and put that back piece on first so I could paint everything. So now I'm going to have to glue the canopy onto that one little piece. So I don't know. That's I don't, why, yeah, I, don't I left know. mine off and, well, you saw. Yeah. So I'll, I'll. I had to cut decals and all that. But. We'll, we'll see. I don't think there's any easy way to do that other than maybe if Tamiya would have made like the canopy with some, some kind of struts that you just slide down in, you know, I don't know. Now, the reason you did it in that order was because, so you could use the full canopy as a mask, essentially? Is no, right? just so that I could, I just, you know, I, I like to glue everything before I paint it. So yeah, I man, I'm I just the same way. I just didn't want to have to mess with putting that back piece on right after Afterward, it's all painted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's funny the way they did it because it's the actual turtle back piece that the canopy attachment point is attached yeah. to. So the only way to do it is to, if you're going to do canopies open, is to glue it in play or glue that piece on and then you can do two things you can do what scott did just glue it in place or then it's a little fiddly a little difficult uh, to because i was messing with it yesterday so i'm gonna have to with all the gear and all the stuff on try to hold it and then glue the canopy on it so yeah i i, I don't know it's it's a little tricky but yeah I, I mean i'll figure it out it's just you have to go slow just try not to rush it I uh, I started using epoxy uh, ever since Whitey used the epoxy on his F one seventeen. Yeah, I started I've started using epoxy for little pieces like that because it's just such a uh, a strong bond. And what I do is I I sit there at a five minute epoxy and I wait till it starts to set. So it's and then I use it. and I put it on there and it sets it up pretty quick. Yeah, strong. I love that stuff, man. Landing cool. gear and. Um I said canopy, it's great for canopies because it's not going to frost it, and just a little tiny bit's going to hold the thing solid. Yeah. It's good stuff to use. They're delicate anyway, so, you know, whether you use epoxy or whatever glue, I mean, they're just, you have to be careful with them. You know, they're easy to, Madam Ding can ding one of them off pretty easy, but, um, yeah, it's it's really coming along. I'm really happy, especially with the tail section, the exhaust staining, and just how that looks. I think it looks really cool, and the decals came out almost perfect i didn't have any silvering which was really cool um being that i didn't even use a gloss cola i did just polish it so nice yeah i'll be happy when it's when this one's all done and i can move on to my a4 you know i really think those cartograph decals are getting better and better yeah they they really they just sucked right down man i don't know what they're doing with their printing technology over there paper technology but the stuff just seems to be getting better they're thin and they just it lays in i love them yeah, you don't really see microscale, or was it micro? Yeah, microscale. I think there's a couple people that still use them to do their printing. Yeah, I think does two bobs. Yeah, I think that's still, two yeah, bobs. Two bobs does, and sometimes uh, Caracal will um, do a run using them as well. I mean, they are thin. That's that's the one good thing about the microscale they stuff are. is that yeah, they're well, they've. They're really I mean, thin. let's be honest, they've vastly improved too. I yeah. mean, it's not yeah. the 1980s decal sheets that you see yeah I mean, they, they got really nice sheets i still well. have some of those 80 sheets i got a whole slew of them i need to dump them oh man you look at some of the stenciling it's hilarious because it's just dots <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not even um it's not even printed or anything yeah. like that i wish that some of the uh, kit manufacturers out there would start to come on board with their decal printing i'm not gonna mention any names but there's some out there that are rather thick and yeah. they need to yeah i mean they need to step up the decal i think game. the thought there is that most quote serious models are going to go with an aftermarket decal sheet anyway. Um, although you do see some 
kits do come out with really cool marking options. Yep. But sometimes the decal selection is not what you're going to roll with because you know that you're going to run into issues with them. Yeah. Airfix, uh, I will say that I picked up a couple of their new kits at the, uh, what was that show up in Pennsylvania? The Pencon. Yeah. I got the Blenheim and the Fury, not the Fury. What's that little um, trainer? The Tiger Moth. And the decal sheets in those two kits, you know, they're great looking. Um, I'll probably just use whatever's in the box there. Yeah. So. Now, aren't cool. they flat? Because I know Airfix decals. No, no, they're, they're not. Flat. Yeah, I know, like, some of the older sheets have that flat, um, like, I have the Nimrod kit, for example. Yep. That's, that's comes the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, they're not. They're, they look like they're. They look like they're cartograph printed or something like that. Yeah, you know, cool. I don't know who they're using or what they. I suppose it's in house that they do, but, um, but no, they look really good. So I'll probably cool. just roll with those when I build those kits. Um, well, good. Sounds like everyone's, you know, despite our busy lives and work, getting in the way and all that kind of stuff, still putting aside time at the bench to get things uh, worked on. Um, you know, my, man, I. Work's been great for me. I've, I never complain about my job, man, but I definitely jumped into a new project that we got that's going to eat up this week for me. I know that, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm still going to sit at the bench and get some work done. No <laughs> Good doubt. deal, man. <laughs> uh, let's talk about news. Let's go to the newsroom. Um, all right, first big news out of the box. Uh, John Bonatti uh, posted up yesterday that he's been elected second VP of the IPMS. Uh, so that's the that's the guy in charge of coordinating that. So, John. Congratulations, uh, yeah, John. Congratulations yep. there. Looking forward to uh, what you can bring to the uh, society. Um, looking looking forward to it. Looking, looking for, uh, I don't want to say changes, but improvements. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we spoke briefly too about the uh, the Geeks Group build. That's uh, uh, kind of in the news here. Um, me personally, I'm, I'm happy to see a few uh, OA4Ms being being uh, built. Yeah, right. Heck yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm I, doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. Okay. Doing the monogram one. Two. Um, okay, so monogram. I, two guys are using the uh, face hanger that I saw. Uh, I think Scott Gentry being one of them from Triple P. Uh, and then another fellow had had an OA4M posted up a 72 scale one. Um. Yeah. So that thing's that thing's going strong. People jumped right on board with that. A four is just a great plane, though. So many marking options. So many countries use them and everything like that. Um. I saw Hank Knopfel. He's going to show his dad how to build the Airfix seventy two scale A four B. Uh. Good luck with that, fellas. And um. And just in time for this whole thing, that Aces High Monograph series has that modeling the scooter from AK Interactive, uh, publication out. So uh, if you look for references. There you go. Yep, I picked that up. Did Just you? Just got it, yep. Cool, now I know where to go to get it. <laughs> yep, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> it's a cool book. Yeah, Zammer beat him. He makes some, I just... His stuff's really, really nice. Just, yeah, that, you know, his pictures and just, you know, he almost don't even need words. You know, he just does a really good job pictorially explaining what he's doing and how he's doing it. That H3 that he did came out nice, too. Yeah, all his stuff's just, it's just beautiful really nice and i don't know if you guys saw it but that guy chris doring i'm butchering his last name but uh the guy who did the um h60 romeo oh yeah all super detailed oh that was the one he did a romeo but with uh amcm gear and a bunch of other stuff that guy okay gotcha well he's now started on a h34 and has just scratch built all kinds of stuff on it and it looks amazing oh yeah i saw that the interior of that yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
And he's doing an ASW one too, so I don't know what squadron he's doing. Oh, sweet. Um, how about new, new kits on the street? I know Dan, he, he's real excited. This uh, ICM-148 Gotha Geo-242 Alpha is coming from ICM. <laughs> the glider? Darren, yeah. that's all you, buddy. <laughs> You're all excited. all you. Oh, yeah, I'm bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was it, cool it, looking. You know, it, I'm all for uh, eclectic and interesting uh, aircraft. Um, but if I'm a model company, and I said this in my text, if I'm going to release a World War II glider, it's going to be a Waco or a Horsa in 48 scale. Yeah. Why? One as well, more well-known. Why is, Why are there none of those? Uh, it's kind of weird in 148 scale. It'd be a cool uh, diorama, too, with all the yeah. uh, Tamiya 48 scale armor stuff that they have. Oh, man. I'd put one with a C-47 gearing up for... Getting ready to go. Yeah, like a market garden thing or something. I could see Hagen doing, like, like an in-flight, oh, in-flight. C forty seven. That would be kind pulling of cool. the pulling the, the glider. glider. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, man. And um, that uh, from ICM also the OV ten Bronco. Now you're talking. Yeah, that the A model uh, that you know someone was talking about. Um, have you ever bought a kit based on the cover art before? Oh, you know, man. box art, and, and that's one that yeah. Oh yeah, it's super. It's it's that awesome. Box, box art's wicked. Kick ass, man. Hopefully, it's not a turd in the box though. No, I see him make been, some great kits, man. Yeah, I mean, but you've been—I've been bitten before by oh, his box art looks cool. And you oh, open well, it up, that, and it's yeah. like a turd in a box, and then you're just like, <laughs> "Crap, now I got to deal with this thing." And yeah. next thing you know, you put it on eBay. You yeah. know, that's one of the things I, I think with the internet now we can see all these test shots early. Yeah, you know, in the CAD drawings and everything. It used to be it, like, like Phil said, you just buy it based off of box art. You really didn't know what was in the box, but now you can see them all built up, and you're like, "Wow." You know. I, I usually I don't know if you guys do this, but I'll be at the I'll be at the store or a show, and I'll see a kit, and I'm like, oh man, that's amazing! I whip out the old phone, do whatever kit review, and uh, you know it'll say like, yeah, piece of crap, or no, it's not too bad, or I watch out for this, or whatever, and it definitely influences what I buy. Granted, with to me, I don't, I just buy it, but um, or even some of the Hasegawa stuff, but some of the other you know kits like. You know, I will. I'll I'll do a do a little search and see what, you know, what the quote experts say about it. Uh, but still, I mean, if they're like, "Yeah, crappy kit, don't waste your money," then I'm like, "Well, I probably won't buy it." Sometimes I just buy it anyway, but you know, a lot of I times was, I don't. I'm hard pressed to find reviews out there where people say it's you know crap, and they always well, they're so political and they tap dance around. You know, can't offend. Oh, anybody. it's not what yeah. it's not without you know it's regular issues or you know not man. here. I don't I don't ever want to fall into that. No, you know, amongst no. us right here, if we're going to talk about a kid on the uh, oh, on the show here, uh, honest reviews. Yeah, I think we've been pretty yep. pretty upfront with everything. Yeah. Even the to me F four B has a has a couple warts, but um, you just that's it's a kit. So that's what we do is you use your skills to overcome those. Yeah, you know? agreed. Except modeling, the kitty modeling skills. Stuff, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, even, just, even some of those can yeah, can build into a nice kit. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about like reviews, and sometimes. You know, with most most manufacturers, you know what you're gonna get just by the name on the box. But then some companies, uh, oh man, I'll use I'll use Hobby Boss. No, not Hobby Boss because they make a nice A6. What's the that one? Kinetic A6s. Um, Ooh, yeah. Not a good kit. No, it is not. I and, can tell you. Yeah, I've experience. heard that. You know, but yet on the other flip side of the coin is Kinetic makes some really 
outstanding kits, especially yeah. right now. I think the, their Harriers are Harriers. pretty decent. The Harriers are nice. The Pucaras. The car is pretty good. Um, yeah. the, the 104 line, uh, F104 yep. line. Yep. You know, so yeah, you know, is the is the um, kinetic A six E a little bit of an older quote unquote kit? What's that? Maybe ten years ago. Yeah. You know, so but I was looking at it over at Frill's house a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait, is this a, like an old Ravel thing or something? <laughs> I was like, man, this thing's horrible. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. It's a yeah. copy of the Ravel kit, is what it looks like. A uh, bad copy. No kidding. Yeah. So wow. Anywho. Note to self. Note to self. Putting yeah. it on yep. eBay. Get the hobby boss. Is the Prowler the same way, or is the Prowler? Nope, decent. The, the Prowler's nice. Okay. Like, I've heard nothing, I haven't heard anything bad about the Prowler, just like okay. their first boxing was like the, is a metal wing or something, so you huh. couldn't do the actual aircraft that was on the box art, because it was the older oh, yeah, steel yeah. wing or metal wing, and then huh. the new one they came out with, it comes it's with the tractor, it's got the composite wing, so if you're into that huh. and it matters to you that much, then cool. get the later boxing if you want to do a later... Yeah, the old, wing prowler. Having the old phone and the having a, a reviews or just being able to look stuff up, right? Super handy. Mm-hmm. That changes stuff, you know. So. I just want to know which one amongst us is going to get that that new um, border model, thirty second scale. Lancaster. Oh, I'll get one. I'll get one. Not the scale. I'll get one just to, Daddy just to have get it. one. <laughs> I'll get one because yeah. then I'll I'd, end up selling it. I'd like, like to get one. I'd have to sell. Yeah. Couple of them out of my stash to fund. That's what well, it was like six hundred. Was it five ninety nine? Was was it five ninety nine? I think it's five ninety nine. Because I said four ninety nine would be the yeah. the price, and I was a hundred dollars off. You were the closest though. Darren and I were off. Whitey oh, was a dollar right less off. than you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so frill you win. The modeling news has. Uh, uh, I think it was the modeling news. I was perusing it last night, and uh, it had some. Some more shots of that thing. No, it's and what they really, showed on the. It's uh, really cool. Yeah, it's outstanding. And yep. uh, speaking on the model, so I'm cruising around through, just looking at what new stuffs out here. And um, one of the things that jumped out at me, Tacom is doing a dry dock model of the Charlestown Navy Yard Dry Dock One, which um, if you grow up in Boston, you're probably familiar with. And uh, me and my buddy would hook hook school sometimes, walk around the Charlestown Navy Yard. Checking out the old Ironsides, and nowadays in Dry Dock One they have a um, was it World of Two Destroyer on display that you can go check cool. out. Uh, but they have a model kit of that one seven hundred scale that comes with the USS Frank Knox DD seven four two. I guess that would be a Knox class destroyer. A few Navy guys out there, I don't know. Four Navy guys yeah, would, here all scratching yeah, their heads. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the same guy that the Knox building here in Pax is uh, named yeah, after. Probably. Really? Huh. Yep. And also, uh, Tacom w- with their uh, that turret line, 72 scale gun turret. So you have the uh, one of the Bismarck is available now as well. Cool, man. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. Different stuff. I, I thought there was one other piece uh, that we all saw on Facebook, and that was, uh, I think it's from One Man Army. The stencils, um, those really small like aircraft stencils, but they're from like the kabuki tape, so they're yeah, man, they're masks. Whoo, man, that looks like I was like, holy goodness, that is just that's if that's if they can come out with a way to print that because I guess they're laser cut. Do you know what scale they were? That they I were think showing? they were thirty second, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they were really fine stencils like that in forty eight would be that'd be hard to yeah, do. But I with think. the laser man, you can do. That's the thing. The technology that they're coming yeah. with, the laser cut 
type of um, mask that you just literally, instead of doing a decal, you just put the stencil on and spray away. HGW, amongst others, have stencils now that are like dry transfer. You put them on, you put on like a decal, then you peel the backing off, and all the carrier film comes with it, and you just left with the stencil. Yeah, it's just a regular dry transfer. Those have been out for a while. Those Those are hit or miss. I've had some that work great, and then I've had some that Every time I went to peel it up, it's peeling up like the paint. It's peeling up half of the decal when it's on the model. It could have been operator error, you know, but I just, most of the time I've had pretty pretty decent luck with dry transfer. But yeah, man, it's stencils. That's the way to go. That's just, can't wait to see that. Just the alignment. That's the, that's the only yeah. drawback is you better have it straight. <laughs> There's no wiggling. Nope. And for the Star Wars nerds out there, the, uh, Ravel's got there, not Ravel, but uh, yeah, Ravel's got the 72 scale Razor Crest coming out. Now, I posted that on our little chitty chat, and uh, Gabe was kind of. <laughs> I'm behind the curve when it comes to sci fi models. I saw the pictures online. I was like, oh, hey, man, Ravel's coming out. And he was kind of gave me a, yeah, like a no shit. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Was it like. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware. Yeah, it's news to me. I knew there was a Bandai one, one hundred forty, or a smaller one. I don't even know what scale that thing is. The Bandai one, but the uh, then I saw oh, seventy two scale. That would be a cool size for that thing, you know. And threw that out there. So I don't. It, oh, the it, test shots. It, it is it new good. Or, or? I mean, is it that was announced months ago? I think. I think it was what? announced that it was coming right. out, but we hadn't seen like. And anyway, test yeah, shots there was anything, test shots up yeah. on. Uh, on their Facebook they had, page. They had, like, just announced it, that they're coming out with a 72 scale Razor Crest. Cool. Yeah, man. But we've heard that all the time from companies that announce kits, and six years later, what's that one by, uh, like... Well, I know Trumpeter had the uh, 32 scale Devastator on their drawing boards forever. Well, I think Trumpers are... Oh, Devastator. Okay, yeah, not Dauntless. But yeah, there's another company that, like they said, they're going to have come out with a kit, and it's like 12 years later, they still haven't come out with it. Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah. It's- there were a whole bunch. Was it, uh, it was either Trumpeter or, oh, God, what's the company? They made that F84 Thunderstreak oh, yeah. uh, tan model. Tan model. Man, yeah. they were supposed yeah. to come out with all that, I think. I think COVID, like. Are they gone? I think. I, I don't know if they're gone, but I haven't seen anything from them lately. So, yeah, I, um. Because they were they were gonna do like a thirty second scale jag and a bunch of other cool. I was just like, yeah. oh man, it's gonna be great. And then they just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, disappeared. Yeah. Oh, well. what'd you that buy happens. this week? Anyone? Bueller. I got some. Uh, what did I buy? Oh, some uh, seeker head covers for Aim Nines for the the Phantom. Who makes and, those? Uh, I think it was. Not quick boost, arrow bonus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they have 30-second scale, 4872. I'd heard that they were sold out for a while, but uh, they had all of them in stock. That's a cool little item to have, man. If if you're a jet builder and you got a bird sitting on the deck, man, chances are it's going to have those on it. Yeah. So I figured they're cheap, like six bucks or something like that. And then um, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on another airbrush. Because I, because I really, all my older airbrushes, all my Awadas, are um, siphon feed, and yeah. now I've completely switched over to gravity, and I like it a million times more. So I don't have a yeah. really highly detailed sort of um, 
What about that infinity? Gravity feed, man. Which was oh that yeah, that's, a, I, I that's like, a gravity feed. I just didn't like the trigger on it. You gotta, man, I don't know. You gotta I tried to adjust it. it. I, I messed with it. I yeah. did, and I just could not. I didn't like how it was spraying. And that SOTA is not that fine. Oh no, I, it is. I just it's very delicate. It's for like uh, fine stuff. Yeah, really, really like hairline. I mean, oh, it's, okay. So I want one that's. So I've been using that cheapy old. Um, I bought a what was it the Neo? The Neo, yeah. yeah. Just I bought it like for thirty bucks at oh, at Hobby awesome. Lobby. Man, it's a but I but you can't get very like I would not do camo with it, but no. spraying like general painting. Yeah. Oh man, general painting. That's my primer. That's it, my primer brush. It's, primer it's awesome. metals. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, that, that's a just, a workhorse. It is. Airbrush. I love it. So I've been using that like the F four. That's what I used to paint it with. You know, people ask often on forums and whatnot about, hey, I want to buy an amp. What should my first airbrush be? And you hit, see a lot of people talk about single action. Well, start with a single action. Uh, the Posh H is always a big recommendation. That was my first airbrush. Um, yeah. But I would definitely say, no, get a Neo double action. Yeah, I you know, completely like, agree. A Hobby Lobby or a Michaels carries those things, and you can, needles, tips are available at, right right up the street. Uh, great airbrush. Yeah. For, the, for the price, you can't beat it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got mine and, for like thirty yeah. or forty bucks. And the th- the beautiful thing is too is Iwata will take care of you when it comes to customer service on this as well. I've sent yeah. two Neos in for yeah. uh, I have I have like three of them. I sent I think twice. I can't remember if it was the same one, but it's for the air valve. Yeah. So I sent it in. They they've replaced the air valve. Sent it back to me. Completely refurbished. It was br- like brand new when I yeah. came back. Yeah. yeah. So you know all up all I paid was shipping. That's awesome. Yeah, Iwata I brand is just. <clears throat> It's just money. So, and I, I think the that Mister Hobby make Mister Hobby makes an airbrush, and I think they're in cahoots with Iwata because they look very Probably, similar. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, how much I loved all the Gunsy stuff. So I might, I might try to pee the tea on a new Mister Hobby. I think it's the 771. It's basically their high performance dual action airbrush uh, gravity feed. So I'll probably end up. I haven't bought it yet, but. I've been a fan of Probably. gravity feed airbrushes for a long time. Yeah. I have one siphon feed that I, I'll use if it's a, a large project. Yeah. Uh, but nine times out of ten, I'm mixing paint in, in a small cup, using a little bit at a time. Um, yeah. Learned my lesson on that duck when I slopped paint across the fuselage. <laughs> uh, you oh, don't man. need a lot of you don't need a lot of paint in your in your. You just cup. don't. Yeah. Yes. So it, it, yep. yeah, it's you don't need a lot of paint, and you absolutely need a cup top. A lid. Well, yeah. yeah, I learned my lesson there as well. If I if I if I am going on a long session, it, but then again, I even if I'm painting something that's a long session, I'm still not putting a lot of paint in there because then it winds up uh, breaking down while it sits in your cup. Yeah. Yep. So that's why just a little bit at a time is all you need, man. Um, again, I I kick myself for slopping green across that fuselage that time, I, and I, you know, looking back on it, I was like, why did I even have that thing so full? I don't know. I think I was watching something on YouTube <laughs> at the time and not paying attention how much, yeah. you know, I don't know, Target King or something was on or something. The whole, like, <laughs> not, whole, like, not paying attention <laughs> stuff will, gra- will get you, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was watching Jer- Jersey Shore. <laughs> I man. have two. I want to. Don't knock that. T- uh, what's her name again? A little short one. I don't know. Snooky. Snooky. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I've never watched it, man. No, I have uh, two Iwata HPC BSs that one has the 0.35 needle and the other one has the 0.5 needle. And that way I use 
Like if I'm doing like a single cover color, I'll use the point five just you know, just to cover it. And then I have the other one for smaller stuff. But if I'm gonna do anything intricate, I'll get out one of my other airbrushes for like camouflage or anything like that. Or like doing demarcation lines, like the wavy demarcation lines on like navy sixties, fifties, sixties jets. Got two out, Neo and Sotar. That's it. It's the only two I've got. Yeah, it's all, I mean, those two will get you where you need to go. I just always like the, I just like the feel. The, the Iwatas just seem so robust. You know, yeah. just their the feel and the trigger, and they're just just yeah. high quality stuff. Not that the Badgers not. I just the Badgers are a little bit more finicky. You, you know? know, you uh, you you had point uh, mentioned pulling out another uh, brush after using your Sotar when yeah. it was and said, "Oh, this thing's a paperweight." Yeah, I pulled out my one hundred and five. And I was like, oh, my God, that thing yeah. is like a brick. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was huge. Yeah. And then the, the trigger feel and the yeah. spray and just the, the maintenance. Yeah, like it's, a, they're a little well, bit more. Well, the yeah. cup is huge. I'm like, man, yeah. I never feel that cup full. We'll run through, uh, I almost said viewer mail, but listener mail. Uh, we'll run through a listener mail here in a little bit and mm, discuss yeah. uh, some, some badger finicky yep. Yep. here yep. in a little bit. Sounds um, good. Uh, I don't, you know, Darren, you pick up anything new or new kits? Uh, mail no, call, no kits, anything? Mail call, yeah. I had, uh, I was I had to look it up here back on the Evil Bay, but the uh, AFV Club uh, 90 millimeter ammo for my uh, M3 build. M3. Oh, yeah, 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 Sherman, man. My Sherman, Sherman build. Oh. It's a little brass uh, uh, ammo. And, okay. Uh, I'm going to butcher this, so stand by the. Fuel, fuel tracks? Fuel tracks, yeah, man. Yeah, I got all those. And, oh, my God. Uh, Opened up that box and said, yeah, uh, those vinyl tracks are really looking good right now. <laughs> but, hey, well, I used those, the fuel tracks on the T-55. It's easy. Yeah. It was not hard at all. And one evening, I got both sides done. It's just, you know, kind of like Whitey and decals pop on some either a good some good tunes or a movie and just... You get a Start process assembly. going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're done. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I get, I'm in the Sherman build as well, and I'll uh, pick up a set of tracks from some. I've been looking around at different, you know, reviewing that the the, the builds Facebook page, and you see guys using different tracks. And first of all, you know, I don't know a thing about a Sherman. Me and Frill had a good schooling last weekend. Yeah, though. I saw the um, pictures. Yeah, down there, we we met a fella. You know, we went to an air show, spent half the day walking around a tank. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, but they had a Sherman on display, and uh, you know, funny enough, I'm, I'm building a Polish one, and this was a done up in Polish markings. There's a different variant than the one I'm building. Um, but I spent a good hour or so talking with this guy, just having him show us around the tank to, to just try to pick up a gouge on on Sherman's uh, tracks, being one of the uh, items. It, it turns out the guy was a modeler as well. Which is great. I, I got his email because I, I need to hit him up for um, the gentleman was Polish himself, uh, so very proud of his heritage. And uh, you know he's he's geared up in the in the Polish tanker uniform and everything. And um, you know I, I as many questions that I, as I was throwing at him, he had, he had answers for. And uh, you know I learned quite a bit about the the seventy six millimeter guns on those things. And uh, you know I, I th- what I thought was cool is the way they painted the barrels. Yeah, and, and all the tank guys out there going, yeah, no kidding. But I'm looking at it, and I'm wondering why the last, I don't know, two feet, two feet of it or so, yeah. camouflage and the rest of what. He's like, oh, so the Germans would think that's a 75 millimeter gun because the Panzerfausts 
would uh, something to the effect of uh, the way the Germans um, they would take out the fireflies. First. Yeah, they would. That's it. They would go after the the seventy six millimeter gunned Shermans first. So that was the idea. Well, you know, trick them into thinking it's a seventy five, not a seventy six. Blah blah. Um, interesting man and just yeah it was, it was a good talk with that dude and, and uh again learning more about sherman's holy cow you, you thought there was a lot of different a4s or one nines sherman's can obviously yeah. fill volumes i mean it's absolutely incredible. and you would go back to tracks i mean was there like several to four or five different <laughs> yep well i, I asked him that question too i was like what type bills, of tracks no are these that, oh my goodness what do i need for the m you know i'm doing an m4 dv or something like that you know He's like, yeah, yeah, get these tracks. Don't get the chevron-shaped ones. They would change those out, and they would use those for armor. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm just building a tank. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because, you know, like, like what he said to Sherman, just the tank versions of them, there's so many of them. But then there were other things that had the, the Sherman's chassis that they had different stuff on, too, that you could go oh, yeah. down that rabbit hole as well. Uh, Let's see. For myself, I, I picked up... Uh, in the mail showed up hypersonics fj3 cockpit and intake set um uh, jeff kubiak man he, he does some great stuff uh that showed up in the mail and uh, i'm looking forward to that build ordered up some decals for it as well from caracal uh, pretty excited about those uh the fury I, I dig 50s era jets navy stuff man so yeah. i think once i clear my palette of these desert storm builds that's what i'm going to roll with something like that we'll see uh, in other news, shows and contests. Let's see. IPMS Region 2 convention was supposed to be this month, October. That thing got postponed, canceled, moved to another time. They haven't uh, disclosed the date yet. Probably not going to happen this year, I don't guess, right, at this point. Um, other shows coming up. Um, let's see. This is going to drop on the 15th. So this weekend, October 17th, up in Cicero, New York, we have the Syracon. Um, I guess that's up near Syracuse. Granite Con's happening over there in Manchester, New Hampshire, October 17th as well. And then, let's see, Wright Con, of course, is 22nd and 23rd out there, Dayton. Uh, other notable stuff, like the Military Miniature Society of Illinois, they're having their annual show the same weekend as Dayton. Dayton's show, uh, October 22nd and 23rd happening. Um, ODO's coming up for us, February, Mosquito Con in April. Model Classic in Fairfax in April as well. Well, that's going to be a busy month. Oh, yeah. Two shows, like <laughs> 10 days apart. Man. 12, yeah, two weeks apart. All right. Cool. And, and, hey, folks, if you're looking for shows in your area, you know, uh, get on IPMS USA's event calendar. If there's guaranteed to be a show somewhere near you with, uh, with show season coming up here pretty soon. Uh, but the IPMS USA calendar is probably the best place to go to find uh, shows that are in your general location. Load up the van, pack in your model buddies, take a road trip, go to a show, see some builds, bring some builds, enter a contest, man. And grab a honey bun. Oh, yeah, get a honey bun. a honey bun. <laughs> or an Egg McMuffin. Yeah. And then, All right, Chick man. then Chick-fil-A or uh, Mexican food for <laughs> Chewy's for lunch. Yes. That's right. Yes. Hit a Wawa on the way, too. Food and modeling go yep. hand in hand. Bad food and modeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Great to be a modeler. Tons of happening. Tons of kits coming our way. Just an awesome time for the hobby, right? Um, Darren, in the meantime, 
uh, why don't you segue us into the uh, Patreon and um, also a podcast plug. Let's talk about the other guys that are out there for uh, listeners to tune into. Sure, but first I want to start by saying thanks to all our current supporters. Uh, I want you to know that your support really helps and uh, want you to know that you're all awesome and completely rock. Uh, we have a complete list of all of our current supporters in the show notes, so take a look there uh, for that list. Uh, for listeners out there that are interested in supporting the show, you can do it one of two ways. The first is by clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our webpage. Uh, that will uh, take you over to our PayPal Me page where you can make a one-time type don donation. The second is by visiting our Patreon page. Uh, there you'll find several different ways in which you can support. Uh, I want everybody to know that this is not a requirement by no means. We're still going to strive to put out the best possible content that we can. That said, though, your donations do help to offset the production cost, and any amount is greatly appreciated. I also want to take a quick second to remind everyone that there are other scale modeling podcasts out there for your listening enjoyment. A list of those podcasts can now be found at one website, uh, www.modelpodcast.com. I'll put that link in the show notes. I'd also like to ask if you could take the time to give us a rating on whatever podcast app it is that you use, uh, preferably a five-star rating because everyone likes five stars. Anyway, uh, this rating really helps out in a couple different ways. It helps by bumping our podcast as well as the others up in the search function. And what that does is help other folks out there that are searching for Scale Model Podcast to find ours as well as the others. You can also help by sharing our podcast with your modeling buddies on social media like Facebook and the Twitter and all the other interweb spaces. So help us out and uh, put that out there. So again, to all the geeks out there, I want to say thanks for downloading and listening, and uh, back on over to you. Thanks very much for that. Uh, the golden chops of Darren. <laughs> and golden chops. You just have the, the voice for radio, don't yeah. you, kid? All right. Uh, hey, Hobby Shop Shadows. I don't think we had one on our last show, do we? So nope. I don't think so. I, I have one this time. Uh, we got an email from a um, Martin Drayton. He's a uh, flight attendant and frequent O'Hare Airport Uh I assume Chicago area. Um, anyways, uh, he, he, he wrote it, wrote into us, um, and mentioned forever timeless. It's located forever timeless located in the Kilbourne park neighborhood, uh, about a 20 minute, uh, Uber or drive from O'Hare. So if you're ever in the area, uh, he, he mentions that shop located at, uh, four, four, three, eight West Belmont Ave in Chicago. Uh, so if you're up at that area, go, uh, check out the shop. He says it's a great little shop, um, family-owned type of joint, uh, the kind of place you can probably find something you've been looking for or didn't even know you needed. Cool. So that's my uh, hobby shop shout-out for the week. You know, as many times as I've been through O'Hare and my one-hour connection turns into a 10-hour connection, <laughs> there you go, I might actually have to jump on that. My um, last time up in that area, I had to go up to Great Lakes for a... Uh, my two-week training when I was a reservist. I had to go up there for a course. And, uh, you know, so cool. Navy set me up with a government, sent me up with a rental car and all that kind of stuff. And I, w I drove around all over the place up there hitting uh, shops in, um, in that whole area. I'm not going to recall any of the names. This was back in 2011. 2011? No, wait, 2001. God, 
Yeah. yeah <laughs> it happens, man. You're older uh, than you think. <laughs> I said 2011 because it was actually 9-11 that I was up there. Uh, so when 9-11 happened, I, I'm in Chicago, in the Chicago area, Great Lakes. And I, yeah, that was a whole, that's a whole other story. But uh, long and short, that's how I wound up back in the Navy active duty. But anyhow. Uh, but yeah, I spent uh, a good time up there uh, driving around and just hitting shops. Um, love, love being on the road and hitting shops. Missed that stuff. Anyhow, I got uh, I got a hobby shop shout out, but it's a uh, I don't know it's it's a it's a no brainer one, but it's I'm, it, like I said I'm gonna be at Andy's there so up in Phoenix. So um, this is I'm I'm preemptively saying this, but thanks Andy for a great visit. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if this drops on Friday. You've already I've been already been there. there yeah, so done I'm, that. And hopefully there's there are a couple kits that I'm looking for. So hopefully I got them. Good. <laughs> so thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, tool and tip of the week. Uh, we talked earlier about um, airbrushes and small, uh, you know, gravity feed and using small amounts. So, you know, for years I was using, you know, medicine cups, the one ounce, uh, 30 millimeter oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. cups to, to mix my paint. And even if it was a small amount or a large amount, you know, that's what I was using. And, uh, and throwing them away, and um, you know, somewhere along the line, I discovered tattoo ink cups. Oh, right. So, because yeah. I think like Frill had mentioned about, um, you know, like at McDonald's, grabbing some of the ketchup cups. Those things too. Yeah. The the only problem is be careful with your lacquer. It'll, yeah, yeah. You can't leave it in there very long. Right. It'll the next thing your starts to go. Yeah, yeah. It'll 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 eat. Well, we it. usually use acrylics now, so I mean, you can mix up some gunsy in it. You know, oh, yeah. They're cheap nope. and. But the lacquer yeah. will, oh, yeah, lacquer yeah it'll it'll eat right through it. <laughs> so be careful. But for me, you know, bottom line is I was wasting a lot of paint because yep. to mix, yep. you know, even if you're going to use little, to mix them in a, in a cup that size, you're gonna, you know, when you go to pour and you're gonna, you get, you're gonna waste some paint. So, I, you know, whatever. Heard about you know ta- tattoo ink cups. I, I probably start. I don't know from on online from someone else, but anyway, you know you can get on Amazon and buy a bag of these things like three hundred for next to nothing, goddamn five dollars or something like that. <laughs> and um, you know they the the first bag I bought, I had like small, medium, and large. It was a mixture, and the small ones were probably a little too tiny to mix up paint in. So uh, I've just since then have been rolling with uh, just bags of medium ones and uh so folks if you're looking for something to mix your paint in that's uh small easy disposable look into them jump on amazon uh and and, and grab you a, a bag of those things you get a big bag of like 300 of them for so cheap and they, they, they'll last you quite a while i did i got the uh assorted bag so i got the small game yeah. right the small the ones small, are like, almost I mean, are like i've used the good. small one but I like yeah. it because I'll use that. I'll use those for doing like a wash or something, like the yep. Tamiya panel liner. Because I hate using the, the brush because it's too big. And then you have the yeah. wash that goes up the the handle of the brush that's inside. And you'll be doing it. And also uh, you'll get a big like... It'll hit an wood, edge. And you'll get like a big splooge on your yeah. freaking... You're like, ah, crap. So I put it in that <laughs> so that I can use a, I can use a brush and... That way, I have, uh, I have more control that way. As I, well. I did that on the F4. I was I forgot to just put a little bit of wash inside the uh, the refueling probe door, the area, the receptacle part, you know. And uh, as soon as I I looked the the you know I guess the the shaft part of the little brush touched the um, 
one of the intakes and that crap went all over. This is after it's been dull. Of course, it was no big deal. I just, you know, dipped it in some rosinol and wiped it off. But still, it's just like the, <gasps> you know, you, you hope yep. that it doesn't stain it and screw it up. And luckily, it was, everything was good. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, I like to use a brush as well because I just think it's, you know, it's a little bit safer. So there you go, folks. Uh, tool and tip of the week. Grab yourself some ink cups. Mix your paint through those things. Pour them into your small gravity-fed airbrush cup and uh, avoid spillage. With the way. cap on it. With the cap on it. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, mail call. Mail call. All right. Uh, mail. We've got a bunch of mail. Uh, seems like every time it's my turn for the show, there's a bunch of mail. I have to sit here. <laughs> it's only emails. a lot of mail if you have yeah. to read it. Yeah. You don't have to read it. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just no. If, if people write in, we 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 will respond. To You're you. right. I'm and, I'm just teasing, and I'm kidding too. Like we we love uh, hearing from folks and uh, um, passing on whatever ideas and such that we might have to them. So I, I mean, I'll lead off with we talked about weathering last week. So uh, Robert Judson, let's see, he 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 wrote in um, sharing some photos of uh, some vehicle weathering that he's been doing. And um, just got done binge listening to your show and all caught up. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for that. Um, keep listening. Thanks very much. And uh, he, he, he for the weathering, various Windsor and Newton oil paints for fading and the mud effects. And uh, it was on a, uh, I believe it's a Russian 135 UAZ 452. Not real familiar with Russian vehicles, but um, yeah, nice work. I really dig the way it did the uh, the windshield on that thing with the mud. And yeah. the windshield wiper. Yeah, it was cool, man. All right, next we had uh, Mark Sistrunk. He um, was Sistrunk. Sanding, wing roots, and lead and edges. All right, you know, we talk a lot about finishing, but uh, getting to, to that point of where you can start finishing is important as anything else, uh, particularly when it comes to sanding. And uh, so he's talking about um, uh, suggesting this as a topic, uh, how not to over-sand and the best way to keep contours, like wing leading edges, top and bottom, glued seams, without sanding and not lose the contour. In other words, like you, when you flatten a wing, leading edges, I believe what he's getting at there. Yep, been there, Man, been there, done that. Yeah, that, yep. that is a good something to talk about or think about. And uh, for me, I avoid it by, yeah, I like flexi files, man. I use that, those things for, for wing, leading edges. But also the, um, what are those really thick, soft? Uh, yeah, like the infinis. Yes, those are great. sanding sticks are fantastic. And there's those, like those four, those four-sided, um, emery brushes you can or yeah. emery sanders you can get it like the beauty sally's oh, beauty yeah, supply man. those are, and you just have to keep when you when you're sanding it you just vary your angle you yeah, just don't yeah. stay in one spot at the same time you just kind of have to keep yeah. varying it but it's a little tricky yeah it's do a video on that we should <laughs> i'll leave that to you 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 do the videos okay <laughs> uh, yeah something see. like that is so much easier to just show the video how you do it rather than try to explain it. But yeah, you just vary the angle at which you're sanding, whether it's a leaning or a trailing edge. Yeah. Just don't stay in one position and uh, make a flat spot. Yeah. And uh, let's see, we talked about uh, Martin earlier. Uh, Martin, he's, a, as I said, he's a flight attendant and modeling gives me a really nice relaxation and grounding after the madness of dealing with aggressive passengers these days. Man, my heart goes out to you there. Man. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Mark, uh, you know, yes, exactly. The hobby is fantastic for stress relief. Um, and again, he, he mentioned, he's the guy who parts. mentioned the Forever Timeless uh, yep. model shop. And uh, he's in work on a 
the Dragon LSSC. It's uh, basically a uh, brownwater navy craft, light seal support craft. Um, looks like a cool kit, man. Uh, share some pics with that on our Facebook page once you get it built up. Looks really nice. Okay, Jim Letizia. He's the one who wrote in about the SOTA 2020. Uh, so you, you heard us speak earlier about SOTA 2020's fantastic airbrush. Uh, but, you know, you say you're having issues with it. And uh, I responded back saying that, you know, Badger's fantastic about taking care of their customers. So I suggested, you know, you guys have done this before, boxing the thing up, sending yep, it to yep. them, and they will completely refurbish your airbrush and send it back. Um, in the meantime, though, as a user, you, you know, I don't care what anyone says. I clean my airbrush after every every session. I yep. do, too. Um, if I'm going from one color to another, I'll run some thinner through it real quick to clean it and do it like that. But I, I will never leave my airbrush sitting overnight with uh, no. paint residue sitting in it. It's just kind of, nope. it's not good for it. Um, I think I've said before, I treat my airbrush like I do my guns. I shoot my guns, I'm going to clean my guns. Uh, I don't like to let them sit around unless my my Glock. I can let that thing sit for a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> or if you had an AK. Or an AK, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also, too, when I'm done spraying, and I'm not going to be spraying for a while, well, when I'm done spraying, I'll take the needle out and I'll wipe it down. And then if I'm not going to be spraying for a while, I will back the needle out a little bit so that it doesn't sit and dry. Because sometimes when you, when you clean it with thinner, it yeah. will dry and it will stick to the inside so yeah. you don't oh, get yeah. that. Yeah. Pull, he, pull, 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 snap. Yeah. He leads yeah. into his email with the, I think this is the source of the problem, though. Quote, I have been trying to use Vallejo water-based acrylic model paint in my airbrush with little success. Unquote. Yes. There's a <laughs> dun, dun, small, dun, dun. yeah, dun, 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 dun. I love Vallejo for brush painting. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, figures, ejection seats, things Cockpits. like that. Uh, various, yeah, areas of the cockpit. Um, I've attempted shooting Vallejo on a several on a couple of occasions i just have never had any i know there are people out there that use it all religiously but my, me personally no luck with it yeah i i don't i think you can you can if you use like mr leveling thinner i think you can get the decent results with it the problem is that the finish is not like when the paint's on the model it doesn't look that great doesn't look nice and smooth um, it's, it'll spit at you a little bit. You can't, you certainly can't get really fine, uh, demarcation lines because the way the properties of the, of the, that paint, it's very rubbery. It's almost like latex. Yeah, it is. It yeah. A, very rubbery kind of elastic feel to so it. So now. So it'll build up, it, you'll get the, the, the paint will build up on the, on the tip of the needle and then you just can't get that nice fine line and it'll spit at you a little bit. So I just... Just use it for brush painting, and I don't try to shoot it through the airbrush. But Mr. Leveling Thinner, if you're going to, that's what you have to use, then go ahead and use Mr. Leveling Thinner. Doesn't Vallejo make an airbrush paint, like model air? Isn't that made by Vallejo? Right. So It sprays very similar. And so I don't know if he's using just regular Vallejo, or is he using the so Vallejo model air? I just saw a conversation back and forth on the old Facebook about this, and you mentioned MLT, yeah. uh, model air, and then uh, model color. Are there two different ranges? Yep. Model air is supposed to be ready to shoot just like others. Yeah, right out of the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Don't, it, it doesn't work that well. <laughs> but with the MLT, what I, I took from this conversation was you, you can use MLT with model color. If you try and mix model air, it's going to gum up. Yep. So if you're going to use MLT to shoot, it's model color. 
And uh, I guess the figure guys use it religiously like that. And it works really well for figures, I guess, if they're going to airbrush figures. But like you said, demarcation lines and stuff, I'm not. It's, I mean, it'll work good for about two passes. And then yeah. you're like, huh, why isn't the brush spraying? It's because it's just the property of the paint. It's just going to clog. Yeah. It, Tip so, dry. Yep. So just, which is never good. Um, and so it's it's just important to to always just use decent paint. You know, and not that not that model air and model color because model color is just for brush painting. That is just oh, yeah, they, that is just awesome stuff. But trying to shoot, you know, there's other paints that are specifically made to go through the airbrush. Use those. Yeah. They, he they does, just, he they does go better. on to say that he has switched to uh, Mister Color. There we go. Gunsy and Tamiya has been a relief. So yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> good call. <laughs> All right, Jim. And like I said, I hope you have uh, future success with that SOTA 2020. Uh, these two guys sitting here, they they love that brush. Yeah, just uh, I would even try if you get if you get bored and you just want to kind of practice on a, on a paint mule. Uh, I don't know how much you're thinning your paint, but try and thin it down to like 70% thinner, 30% paint and see what that, how fine of a line you can get with the SOTAR. I think it'll, it'll blow your mind how thin of a line that you can get and how consistent um, that, that airbrush will spray. So just, just for fun, you know, just see what you can do with it. But um, yeah, it's a great, great airbrush. And we've got another email here from a longtime listener, Tim Cavalier, who uh, we, we met out there at Nats. Yeah. Uh, and he wants, we, we spoke in our last episode about a lot of discussion about mirrors, 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 MERs. MERs. An MER is a multiple ejector rack, uh, as you, you know, like a six pack, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, like you see on most modern jets, uh, non era jets, um, carrying six bombs on a rack. That, that, that's what we're talking about there. That's what a mirror is. Yeah, what's the tur then? That's a triple ejector. Triple right? ejector. Yeah, that's just like oh, okay. You know, carries three of them. Yeah, it carries three. <laughs> yeah, three pack. There you go. <laughs> uh, but he, and we also talked about airbrushing into tight spots, and he's talking about uh, an OV10 that he was working on, getting between the nacelle and the mm. fuselage. Roger that. Had the same issue when I built the uh, C2A cod behind me here. Um, you know, similar setup, an engine nacelle fuselage tight spot and um if i build another one uh or the when i go to build the e2 i will paint those areas previous to paint you know putting the cell on and then uh do with that whatever touch-up i need to do is along you know the the join line and things like that but as far as running the demarcation line and all that kind of stuff i will take care of that before gluing in place this i learned my lesson there i think i resorted to using a mask on the in on the inboard side of those nacelles in order to get the demarcation line uh, because I simply couldn't get the airbrush at that 90 degree angle to, to run a line. So, um, same thing with the tracker. I, I, yeah, that was what I again, did. The tracker as well. Yep. I went ahead and painted the insides of the nacelle and the fuselage. That way I wouldn't have to worry about it later on. Let's see another guy uh, out here at Nats. We, we never got a chance to meet him. Actually, he wrote in saying that he, uh, Started listening to a podcast after the Vegas Nats uh, because he saw our table out there, and now he's wishing he'd come over and said hi. Hey, us too, uh, Steve. Um, he's the fellow who built the uh, Star Wars ATST that was uh, uh, corroding in the sand. Yeah, man, that was awesome. That you know, cool. I saw that thing. I was like, man, that that yeah. is just 
uh, a lesson in weathering right there, the rust, just everything about that. And he also built the uh, Japanese Akagi that was out there. I don't know if you recall seeing yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't but, see that one. Oh, man, awesome stuff. So fantastic modeler. Steve, thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. Um, let's see. Lastly, we have uh, from Stephen C., a.k.a. Intruder 500. He is pissed off because he is not a Facebook user and is wondering how he can get content of our show since we have a Facebook page. And, well, you know, Steve, you're listening here, so this is where you can, where you can get it. We have a website. Um, but I, I did, you know, there's also Instagram. Where, uh, I, I know I'm, I'm not the most prolific user of Instagram, although I'm trying to. I don't even uh, know what Instagram is, oh, so I, I'm, I'm worse you know, than you, Whitey. I try to keep our account somewhat up to date with in posting photos and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I dabble in there too. Instabox, oh, it's a great, face, it's great for um, booking. I don't know. It's what great I mean. for model, for the modeling community. There's tons of sites out, you yeah. know, tons of users. I mean, not even sites, but users, right? Yeah. And um, you know, since it's basically it's just pictures, so you're not going to get a lot of the BS that you see on Facebook. Um, you know, uh, th- there are minimal advertising things yeah. as you scroll yeah. um me i think it's just that it's on my phone so i don't like that it's small like that i mean i'm i'm old man i, I want to see <laughs> big pictures <laughs> you know so some, that's i kind of put stuff on there every now and again too yeah and of course it, you do know that that's owned by Facebook. i know you know so <laughs> Stephen c uh you know so you're gonna have to she bite the it, bullet somewhere maybe, here, maybe we could get us a tiktok I, that's Chinese owned or something like that, <laughs> man. No, you're kind of screwed all the Ricky way Tick, Ricky Tick, Ricky Tick, Facebook. Get my clearance yanked. Instagrams is, I don't know any of that. I don't know. I can, I dabble a little with Facebook and that's about all, you know, too busy at work to, you know. Well, you know, how about YouTube? I mean, we talked about doing some YouTube stuff. God, we need to do that. We've got to do videos. Why are like we not that. doing We're horrible at we social horrible. media. It's just, yeah. you know. Something else for me to edit. Yeah, sorry. There you go. <laughs> I, I yeah, that's what it turns into. Is more work for Darren. I need to get. Well, I I talked to Alice, and she's like, "Why? Do, she's like, why are you guys not doing videos?" And I'm like, "That's a good question. Do you want to go buy me some video equipment?" And she's like, "Well, let's go get some." So I just need to know what to get so we can start, you know, doing videos. So there you go. I guess and that's the thing. We want to get you know high quality, you know, easy to understand, great views, you know. So you just spend the extra money and get a good, good, good. um recording type of device yeah but yeah i think um i like how he leads out what do you do when you have told facebook to piss off <laughs> well, i'm not giving him uh, any more money <laughs> i think what you do is you break bags start working on your pit and uh you know make sure and watch out for those injector pin marks and you just press on man press on you know, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. There you go. Just uh, tune in here and listen. Um, we're not we're not big time on the on the Facebook or the Instagram, as you can tell. Anyway, so um, share your keep sharing your. You can get on there and share your photos at least with us. But you know, other than that, I don't I don't know what to suggest. Yeah, I, I mean, I think probably crack a Corona. Best thing to do is that's probably not a bad idea. And uh, just hop on, you know, modelgeekspodcast.com and you can grab some of the, uh, just listen to the the old pod there you go. episodes. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I know Facebook's not for everybody, but it is a pretty easy way to just, you know, drop a couple pictures. Yeah. And, you know. And, and, you know, you can be on Facebook and not subscribe to all the 
Yeah. All the crap that you see out there, whether yeah. it be... You, you know, do you, man. I, I, I like the way the email reads here, though. So, hey, hey, guys, what do you do when you've told Facebook to piss off? Well, you do without. Exactly. I mean, it's it, that's that's a decision made, personal decision. So, there you go. I mean, that's where we're at. Is in, Yeah. I mean, there's no law that says you have to... Yeah. Have to go on Facebook. Well, I know right. a lot of people that don't use Facebook at yeah. all. Yeah. And that's fine. Or yeah. El Presidente's one. Yeah. Doesn't use No big one, deal. So. Yeah. Well, thank you all for writing in and dropping us a line on the Facebook page um, or the Instagram. If you have a question, show, suggestion, or just want to say you're tuning in, feel free to toss us a message at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or on our Facebook page. <laughs> send lots of mail because I don't have to answer it next week. Uh, whose turn is it? Let's see. It's uh, uh, D-Rans. D-Ran. There you go. So when you're done got you. doing all the editing, you can start answering all the email. I got you. I'll be no, sitting I'll, in the hotel I'll, room editing all week. There you go, Speaking man. Speaking of editing, okay. what episode is this? This is 20. It's 20. Whoa. Man, monumental. That's right. That's, that's pretty good. We were supposed to like... Uh, what was the what was the the number? You don't ever make it past seven. No, if, wow. If you if you make that's the, yeah that's the cutoff, right? If you make it past seven, yeah. Hey, look at us. It's We're kind twenty. Of like a, kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Right. Once you Good make deal. it past seven, you kind of like in for the long haul. Yeah. yeah. Or baseball. Wow. Past the seventh inning stretch, she gets half. <laughs> awesome. Cool. <clears throat> hey, main topic time. Uh, <clears throat> This didn't take a lot of brain power for me to come up with an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, coming coming up with a, uh, something interesting to talk to sit and talk about is is um, not always easy, I guess. You know, but uh, you know. So when I was thinking about okay, what, what can we talk about next week to cover? You know, fifteen to twenty minutes of of, of us yabbering on. Um, I think I was working at my bench on a uh, certain kit, and I thought, God, this kit is just never-ending pain. Um, I'm not having fun anymore. A, a metric ass ton. <laughs> a metric ass ton of pain. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> it is a lot. So I thought, well, there's Especially my topic. I will parts. talk about my most our most challenging builds. Um, so that's what we'll, we'll discuss real quick. Um, I, I guess you know since I'm up. In the baddest box, I'll I'll go ahead and lead off. Um, so obviously, you know, I'm, and I don't want to beat it to death, but the the tornado would be at top of my list right now for most challenging builds. Obviously, uh, even talked about it with uh, Jen from Genesis Designs, and uh, you know, her her videos have been extremely helpful in getting this whole thing done. Uh, I'm finally uh, happy to call it done at this point. Um, I won't build another one. I'm happy with the result. Um, but it was, again, about halfway through it, my fun factor was, my fun meter was pegged, man. It was, <laughs> I was done. Uh, and looking back on it, I'm not even sure why I pressed on with it, to be honest with you. But I guess it was just simply the fact of having a, a nasty, dirty GR1 from the Gulf War was, was my motivation. Yeah. You, you know, know what? So. That's a good idea for a new show segment. What's pegged your fun meter? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> take, take a note, man. Make a note of that. That's pretty um, good. So anyway, uh, aside from that, you know, looking back, thinking about the the topic and, and challenging builds, um, you know, what gets you, you know, what models have been among your most challenging? Uh, 
what what resides in your shelf of doom collection um you know what got you through to finish uh, and again i just mentioned that with mine there um or what didn't get you through what had you quote unquote colonizing a kit uh what and then <laughs> here's the one thing that you know sitting around thinking about it i was like well what made the kit a, a challenge to begin with and some of the factors are self-induced you know i know myself yeah um, absolutely very rarely do i pull a kit out of the box and build it i usually have some sort of major or minor modification in mind um you know so to that end uh looking over the past couple of years of my builds the dc130 was a challenging build because i you know hacked the nose off and uh made that pinocchio nose uh so that was not easy to do um but it was satisfying in the end uh, yeah I, I, you know you don't see a lot of those around i don't guess um, so usually conversions or aftermarket additions, uh, you know, Frill's having a, he- a hell of a time cramming that Neomega cockpit into the MiG-15. Um, so sometimes, you know, a challenge is is not the kit itself, but maybe what we're trying to do with the kit. Uh, thoughts on that? I don't know. You know, I would have to, like, say, I think one of my most challenging builds, one would have been the Kitty Hawk Intendar that I did. And that's just because the fuselage is in six pieces. And when I do a kit that has a fuselage and pieces like that, I'll do, I'll glue all three pieces of the left side and then all three pieces of the right side. And I do them that way. And then I bring it together like a normal fuselage. And that was the biggest challenge on that Kitty Hawk engine dart because the engine, because they give you the engine cover you can have off and sitting on the ground. But no matter what you do, no matter how you fit that, you're going to have a step. And so you've got to make a choice. Do you want to step on the left side, the right side, or the bottom? And I, I did mine on the bottom where and just kind of where you couldn't see Good it. Good call. Less visible. Exactly. And but So that was, that, that was challenging. But then for me, too, was the tracker. Because when I set out to do the tracker, I think I have everything aftermarket for that sucker. And I had a vision in my mind of how I wanted it to look. And so I've really never scratch built as much as I've done before as I did on the tracker when I did the uh, the operator compartment in the back. Because you could see kind of through the, the, the windscreen and you could see right into the back of the model and you saw everything. And I was like, oh, I got to do something. I didn't want to put a curtain in the doorway like they do, if, you know, like how we had in the P3 for Cheating. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let me... Let me see what I could do. So I went ahead, and it took me a while to scratch build the interior, you know, trimming, fitting, mixing it, make sure everything fit and what you could see. And but the end result was the thing that kept me going was like the vision I had in my mind and how I wanted it to look. And and I was lucky enough that it came out somewhat decent. And then once I got that done, and then it was I tried using the D mold fuselage correction because the front of the fuselage on the tracker is off in the kit. And so I cut the forward fuselage off, put the resin. What do you mean it's off? Like it's not as. I uh, thought you would. It wasn't the version you were doing was the shorter fuselage. No, 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 no. The uh, like if you go on his website, he's got a thing that explains it where it's not as bulbous. I think oh, the okay. kit's not as bulbous as it is in the real, on the real thing. Gotcha. And so you got to cut like right behind the, the the cockpit, and you glue on the resin correct part or the front fuselage. And so I did that. And when I had it taped together, I was dry fitting the clear resin windscreen. And I had about a millimeter where 
it stuck up at the top on the back. Ooh. And I was like, oh, crap. Yuck. And so you couldn't, in the way the canopy or the windscreen on a tracker is side windows, they're bulged. And the way it's molded, they come down, and you don't have much of a canopy frame at the bottom. And so I couldn't sand anymore to bring that that height down. And so I was like, crap. So I just went and wrote to Kinetic, and they sent me two new fuselage sprues. And I just went with the kit fuselage. So I had to make a trade-off, so I just said I went with that. But then I used the demold uh, nacelle correction, which wasn't too bad. It's just that when you... The rivets for the cowling, the Zeus fasteners were overscaled. They were a little too big, in my opinion. So, and when you're like sanding, cleaning things up, you'd open up a lot of air bubbles. And so, when I shoot the primer on, check because it's white resin and it's hard to see things that are white. Yeah. I had all these pinholes. And so, you had to go back and you had to fill those. And that was my first time really working with any large resin parts like that. And so, just having to go back and fill it. Then you had to go and rescribe. And so, again, a lot of self induced. Yeah. Y- because, I mean, yeah, you're, you're trying to, you know, just because there's, again, I, I, I've gotten hemmed into this before too. You see something that's aftermarket and you're like, oh man, I need that for this kit, man. Um, I, I have a, a tracker sitting out there in my stash. And when I build it, after hearing all your uh, stuff, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that thing's going to be. Primarily out of the box. Well, too, um, I saw online. I say primarily because I, I'll probably mess around with doing something in the aft compartment because, uh, you know, they, they provide the door being opened. And even though it's a tiny door, I'm just kind of, I don't, I don't like, the, I don't want it to be empty. So at least, at least the one side looking in, you'll see the, so that would be the, what, port side operator station, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'll stuff something in there that looks busy. And if you decide to cut open the overhead hatches, only the left one. Is hinged. Nah, I probably won't do that. And opens. The other one opens from the inside, kind of like how our overwing hatches did on the P3. Yeah. So they could take it down, and it was only really taken down for maintenance, and I didn't know that until, like, after I'd already cut out both overhead hatches, so I was like, uh, this way it opens it up. You can see in the inside more anyway, so. But there was a guy who was doing a tracker, and he didn't get the nacelle correction because it was, you know, sold out. But here's a hack you can do where you go and you thin the plastic at the top of the nacelle yeah and that allows you to pinch it and to get that yeah because the deal is the nacelle out of the box doesn't have all that yeah that coke bottle shape that curve yeah. to it yeah so how many how many hours do you think you put into oh i got over 500 plus on that sucker and when did you start it when did you stop when did you finish <laughs> I think I started that sucker in like February of 17, I think it was. Wow. And just finished it last this no, year. No, February of 18, and I finished it this year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you did all the stuff in between, though, right? Yeah, because I had yeah. to because I was losing my... Yeah, you, my you'll wits. lose your marbles if you yeah. could try to... Con- that like I mean, like you, like you, Whitey, with the tornado, you're just like, you're so <laughs> done. And then what ended up happening is that you, you just rush it. Well, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. To get it done, you know. You know, I... I did have to keep stopping myself from, uh, you know, rushing through something because you will, you'll get uh, careless and, and then you'll yep. screw something up. Yep. Um, you know, so I did, I think, you know, I took a little time out and did a little, that little Star Wars exercise, yeah. you know, yeah. to kind of chill with for a weekend. Um, what about you, D-Ran? You ever, uh, you ever want to smash a kid off the wall? I have. 
for the new listeners, when I mentioned have have you ever colonized a kit, that that's what we mean by that. That's um, that's that's uh, <laughs> named in honor of uh, one of our club members who um, you know, no, not notorious. I don't want to go that way. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he is on more than one occasion has decided to been a kit. Yeah, you know, to to put it politely. <laughs> His name is Colin. His name is Colin. So, so Colin and, oh. and speaking of, you know, he's a reservist and is on his one of his I think his last deployment. So, yeah. Uh, Good luck, safe Colin. Out there. Hope yeah. Be safe, and we'll see you when you get back, buddy. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. We'll go out and have more than three beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, colonizer kit check. Uh, hardest or most pain in the ass kit. I'll stick with the uh, Kitty Hawk theme. But uh, I'm also going to stick with the self-induced theme. And, uh, Kitty Hawk, R5. But why? The, the fit and everything was not bad. The Overall, the kit is. I, I'd build another one. Uh, it really? Was, yeah, I would. Really? I would, I, yeah, yeah, I would, I would too. I would. Huh, okay. Uh, my issue was the lack of detail. Uh, the, no camera detail underneath uh, the glass. Yeah, yeah. So you have to scratch build that. No intake trunks. Which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And that comes to the self-induced part. <laughs> it was trying to add intake trunks. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't fit real well. I went through two sets of them trying to get them to oh, fit. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, and I was told by the manufacturer, good luck. They're, they're a challenge. A little finicky, huh? Yeah. And uh, I blew through one. They sent me a second set. Came real close to blowing through the second one. Still couldn't get them to fit. And I said, you know what? What do you mean by blow through it? Like, well, you were sanding it to fit yeah. and such. Yeah. yeah, sanding it down to to get it to fit. And gotcha. So, you know, the, I ended up, uh, that's one That's one jet I have sitting on my shelf of doom. That's looking good, too, man. Yeah, I, I need to pull it down and, and resurrect it. And, and I will. The second one, and the one that did get colonized, was the, uh, I'll stick with the kinetic theme. <laughs> it was the F-18. Yeah. So I, I did, and it was the nose. You the did nose colonize one. it. I did. Yeah. I did. Well, well, the first one. Yeah. I was able to resurrect or save the uh, the cockpit section and all that, <laughs> so I was able to use it again. But it was the nose. You know, it's trying to get that that finicky nose all lined up and then rescribe that that curved area. Yeah. And now I'm down to those. Uh, I've talked about in the last episode the slime lights. Yeah. Which I need to pull off there and redo. So yep. uh it is on the shelf. That so that's really the only two jets uh, two things I have on the shelf of doom. I don't know why F eighteen kits seem to be you know, the nose section of most F eighteen kits that are out there seems to be an issue. It's not it's not that all complex a uh, shape. Um No. I don't know. Odd. Anyway. But uh that's it. I mean it's it's two. Uh now, I mean, we could go back to, you know, the early years. There was a lot. They all kicked my ass while I was younger, right? <laughs> so. I've been, you know, I've painted myself into a corner before. Again, going back to aftermarket stuff. Um, the uh, SH2 I have sitting on the shelf here behind me. You know, I replaced the uh, the doghouse, the engine cover on that thing to. Um, what, what manufacturer is that? It's a Kitty Hawk kit. Which you got to give it to them. The reason, yeah. you know, they, they came out with the, the G, which has a longer doghouse, and that's what yeah. comes in the F kit, which is right. incorrect. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, they fixed it. 
Well, no, they didn't. No, fix they it. didn't they, fix uh, it. They just came out with the. It was an aftermarket one. Yeah, the doghouse. Uh, who made that? that Cobra was, uh, Company. Cobra Company. Um, Good luck. Suppose you can might be able to get it through Lone Star models anymore. Who knows? Um, so anyway, I used the yeah, I used the Cobra Company doghouse for that thing, and uh, which also necessitates having to swap out the overhead glass section. You know, so it. It got real finicky on me in a hurry. Uh, got it done, but um, you know, if if I probably just left well enough alone, who would have really noticed it? Probably nobody. Yeah. You know, yeah. But aftermarket stuff—it'll suck you in, man. It does me anyway. <laughs> we'll, you know. we'll suck you. I, in. I get I get caught up in in. You know, I'm a I'm a research and accuracy geek, you know. So I I want something to be, you know. Nat's ass accurate. Um, whereas, you know, I know I could take uh, take the thing out of the box and, and paint it up and it'll look great and people, all right, that, yeah, it looks nice. Uh, but to me, that longer doghouse would have would have nagged at me, you know. See, that's a personal thing. You could you could sit that on a show table and people walk by oh, and, yeah, and, and would notice. never notice. So, Whitey, exactly. what about your YF-16? Oh, that's a mess, man. <laughs> I'm know. sitting here and, you know, you're talking about it. I'm over here looking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you were building that. I just wanted... YF-16, and uh, I, again, going to that, I probably could have took a Hasegauer F-18A and put YF-16 markings on it, and it would look like the prototype, you know? Yeah. But I, I just got caught up in wanting to have that weird-looking nose that the that the prototype, and I didn't capture it very well at all. Um, I think you did. If you're going to do one of those things, get the old Otaki RE F-16 and just go out of the box with it. It looks like the prototype, so uh, and that's what I would have done uh Vice hacking up a Hasegawa A model like it did, <laughs> you know, trying to graft that nose onto the front. That was just, yeah. I had a good time doing that one though, because I was just, again, I wasn't real, con- I knew it wasn't going to come out the most, you know, 100% accurate. So I was just banging away at it to, to get it where I could almost ha- have it like the prototype looked. Um, that would be a prime candidate for somebody like, uh, what's it, Clear Prop that's doing yes. a lot of these, uh, like, prototype aircraft um you know a why a no a no kid and yf-16 prototype jet and the yf-17 cobra yeah those are two kits that i think would be very good sell you know you have hobby boss did the yf-23 um you know put put the yf-16 in the house man that would be cool, cool. I, I definitely want to do another one but i'm not gonna go the route that i did this time yeah or next time with the with this thing and looking at your model shelf I remember another kit that you and I both built that was a real big pain in the ass. And you probably know what that one is. Oh, yeah, man. That checks model Sky Knight. Yep. But again, <laughs> only game in town. Exactly. And yep. um, it, it, you know, technically, it's out of the box. It is. Um, but it has that the resin cockpit. Um, I think it was mastered by True Details, which it, it looks nice. Um, it's inaccurate for the Korean War version. It's technically an EF-10 cockpit. So I, again, yeah, I got into my accuracy issues with uh, scratch building the 50s era radar screen for, for the operator seat and, and things like that. But um, yeah, that, that's a challenging kit no matter how you slice it. There's nothing easy about that kit. See, there, me as a non-accuracy guy, there are some benefits to that. Because absolutely, I don't, it's I don't, sanity. Yeah, I don't induce <laughs> my the. I don't induce the pain because Again, I'm just yeah. like meh, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. And uh, you know, is it accurate? No, 
probably half the kits on my shelves are there's they're not accurate, but yeah, you know, I just I'd rather save the pain. No, you're just build it. Your Luftwaffe stuff is though. Your your one oh nines and one nine. Yeah, are, those are it, pretty those are pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I for some reason I'm a, I guess because I know people are gonna be sticklers on those. I mean and so F sixteens yeah. with an errant panel line here and there. Yeah, that's true. Not a big deal. Yeah. You know. Um but it's not like you have, you know, an F sixteen done up in you know, adversary markings that has, um, you know, fast packs on the top, yeah. you know, something like yeah. that. You know, you're not going that route. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but I'm not that, you know, for me, it's just, you know, as we've talked before, I'm, I'm just, that's just not something that yeah. doesn't concern me to an extent. I mean, now, you know, am I going right. to put a Martin Baker seat in a Hornet? You know, like a, a Mark a Mark Seven or a Mark Five or something. No, or grab handles or on grab top handles of an on top of yeah. an ACC. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. But you know, are there certain maybe you know, easy, maybe a, a skip a pack? A, a, yeah, a, a, a escape cat, whatever. Escapack, escapack, and a P47. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> but it could yeah. happen. Would so look I'm cool. probably and I, well, we joke all the time, but I'm probably more escapack. of an accuracy person than I give myself credit for, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll get down in the weeds on stuff when it, certain subjects, I'll, I'll get into the research of it. And I'm like, man, like, I mean, in my head right now, I, I want to do a Nola gay. Yeah. And I already know that I'm going to make all the silver plate mods on the uh, interior, but no one's ever going to see. <laughs> are you kidding me? On the interior, dude? I, some of them. I mean, like, Where are you the, see? there's a, there's a really huge, Instrumentation. Bro, are you crazy? There's a big giant instrumentation box over uh, aft of the flight engineer station that I'm just going to have to so put that in place. The radio operator in there? Uh, no, the radio operator got shoved to the side. There's an instrument operator guy that sits there. And you can see that? Yeah, yeah, through the canopy of a B 29. You'll be able to a little bit. A little but I also want to put the ECM operator way the heck back there with the. Uh, what in, in the kit, if you're familiar with the monogram kit, you have the bunk section, you know, which didn't exist. That was like on the prototype, you know, and somehow it made it into the kit because there was a lot of publicity photos out there of the B-29 when there was, when Boeing was uh, building it. Uh, but that section back there was actually, um, you had a radar operator and an ECM operator sitting back there. Um, and for the silver plate aircraft in particular, there was uh, a lot of um, gear that was associated with the bombs themselves. Do you have that kit? I do. Okay. Yeah. And I really wish someone would make a nice, well, silver plate conversion. Again, there I go. I'm going to paint myself into the corner, <laughs> convert that thing, because to get an accurate silver plate model uh, from that old monogram kit, is it's a challenge just getting rid of the turret um, fairings and stuff like that, you know, you, to, to, because those things will, it's a smooth fuselage, man. You know, there is no hump there at all. It's, Doesn't someone yeah. make a silver plate conversion, though? A cutting edge did. Good luck if you can find it, and I'm not paying five hundred dollars for it either. Yeah. Uh, and then Loon Models does make um, some plugs for the uh, for the turret area, but again, th there is some work. And um, now there was a company, uh, Resin to Detail. They make a lot of uh, aftermarket resin, uh, 3D and 3D printed stuff. He had on his uh, upcoming stuff. He was going to do a do a silver plate conversion uh, set, but I think that's gotten shelved. I'm not sure where that... I, I know that their website is still alive, uh, but I, I'm, as far as him making new items, I, I think it's kind of slowed down. His uh, civilian job got in the way. What uh, What about you, Scott? I haven't heard about your... Uh... 
So your, my your, most your pick. My most challenging builds were um, the very first time I scratch build an engine on a thirty second scale one ninety. That was that was just it was hard. I was nineteen, eighteen, nineteen years old as a teenager trying to you know make it look cool. I still have that model. It's my oldest one, and it's it's survived. And you put that one next to like my K four that I did, which is really challenging as well. The Hasegawa kit. The the challenging part was that I put the the Eagle parts cockpit and a bunch of other resin stuff. It just I mean it took me a year and a half, two years to build that kit. Um, but that still doesn't compare to the F five that I did. I did a thirty second scale Hasegawa adversary F five, where I basically scratch built the cockpit and uh, scribed the whole thing. It was just, it was just, you know, work and, and again, bad intakes. So what did I do? Intake plugs, exhaust plugs. Yeah. That solved the, solved the problem. Uh, but probably the hardest, you know, was either the Hornet because of the, all the fixes and the fiddly stuff that you have to get right with the flaps and drilling and pinning and all that stuff. Or the, probably the number one was just the Mark 14. The Spitfire. That was what about one, huh? your? Didn't you do an Academy Su twenty seven a while back, and the slat wouldn't stay down for you? Oh, that one got colonized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, that, my it, next it, question: What's what? What have you colonized? How, what have I colonized? So the first one I colonized was the Academy Su twenty seven, which won awards. But and after several years of moves and whatnot, there's the slat was like it wouldn't. It was just pink. It just kind of like was sticking out. So I kept trying to glue it. That's all I was trying to do was glue the damn slat back on the wing. That's it. Just, I mean, and I'd glue and I'd hold, boop, it popped back off. And that happened for like a half hour. And then it popped off again. And that was it. She hit the wall. She was done. Fully, fully built, finished, completed, award winning. One of my prettiest paint jobs ever. Slam. Slammed. And I feel horrible about it. Do you really? I have, I've bought like three Academy SU-27s to rebuild someday because I just feel so bad for and, smashing And one one at a Christmas party, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so that one, I colonized that one. Then I colonized uh, an F-8 Crusader that I had worked on, the old monogram kit. Um, I Something was wrong with the cockpit. I can't remember what it was, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like fiddling with it on my desk and I couldn't get something right. And I just, I just, I didn't, I colonized it, but with my hand. Oh, really? I just like, I just smashed it, you know? And Allison comes in, she's like, what in the wide world of sports is going on in here? I was like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. This stupid thing. And I just like, it totally like, and then I, I felt horrible because I had put so much effort into it. And then uh, the martyr one, I colonized that one. <laughs> that was totally my own, like goof ups, and yeah. I just the like, it was just the death by a thousand. That was that was a do over. Yeah, that was a that was a do over, and uh, definitely not the problem of the kit. Yeah, you need yeah. to just get up and go take a walk sometimes. Yeah, you know? or yeah. Eat, a, eat a Xanax. Count to ten. Eat a Xanax. Eat a Xanax. <laughs> the only model that I straight up. I keep them on my um, model desk. I eat them like Tic Tacs. No, I'm kidding. The, the only one I have a straight up just uh, took and tossed in the trash can yeah. and was not just kind of mess with anymore. Was yeah. a, uh, I written down here. It's a 70, 48, was that your 48-hour bill? Yeah, well, bill. that one, again, that was my F-U4 own. Uh, Corsair? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so two others. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but as far as like, well, those were all, again, those were all self-induced yeah, yeah. Uh, issues. You know, the, the paint on the Corsair, I totally screwed up and I just didn't want to strip it down. It was a cheap kit. Uh, I think I got it for like five bucks. Gone. Um, the 48-hour build, again, self-induced. I ran my thumb through a decal that I just simply don't have a replacement for and screwed up the paint. Again, cheap Chunk. kit in the yeah. in the can it went. Uh, but this one was one that I was building for a, a club project down in Pensacola. We yeah. were going to do the, uh, uh, you know, it's Pensacola Naval Aviation Trainers, right? So we were doing, you know, A to Z, all the trainers. And I got pegged with the uh, T6 and then the T-34C. Um, so this was back in the early 2000s or late 90s. So there was not a readily available, I think, sword right now has a really nice 72 scale T-34C. But at the time, the only one available in 72 scale for the C model was a uh, kit by a company called Sky High. And, you know, John's models, a very well-stocked shop. He had a couple in there because, of course, you know, you have the base there. Guys are going to come buy them. Um, Man, so I I grabbed one of those off the shelf. And, all right, this will be a quick weekend build. And it was just, A, it's just a horrible kit, you know. Um, And John said, straight up in the beginning. He's like, you know, those things are really horrible kits. And I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, John, uh, you need to work on your sales technique there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Why are you selling it? <laughs> Again, the only game in town at the time. And yeah, if you have a yeah. shop near Pensacola, is having trainer aircraft on your shelves is probably a good idea. Uh, so anyway, I go home and I'm, I'm building this thing. And it, I mean, the fuselage side, the halves, just, they weren't even the same length. I tried cutting the one, the longer one to splice it back and it just turned into a big pile of super glue uh tamia putty and, and you know and i just i literally turned around in my chair threw it in the trash can and and that was it for that project i think somebody else in the club took the mini craft b model which is a you know kind of a classical kit of the t34 and modified the, uh the front end with a turboprop engine to to complete the C for the uh, for the display, which yeah. ultimately that display went up to, I believe, the Chicago Nats in 2000, either one or two, because, uh, you know, the club down there, they always do a club display for the Nats, uh, which is which is cool. Uh, but that is the only kit that I literally, like, just didn't even bother getting to the finishing stage because the construction was just so much of a mess. I mean, it was just like, all right, this wasn't worth my time anymore. It was like, see you later. I, we won't have a T-34. It's probably the most prolific aircraft. Uh, I've used that word twice today. You have. Haven't I? Yeah. Wow. Well, butchered I, it I, once. I got it out that time, yeah. though. <laughs> that was good. Um, that was good. Big words on Sunday. <laughs> he used um, bulbous earlier. That was, that was kind bulbous. of Oh, yeah. Bulbous. Ooh, I did. Jeez. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. But, you know, again, here we are with the club display from Pensacola Model Club with no T-34C would have looked really bad. So, that's, you know. Thank God somebody stepped up to the plate and got one done. I, you know, I did forget about one. Um, it was an F-111F, took the old Academy kit with the Verlinden Ooh, cockpit yeah. and all the other stuff and made it into an F. And uh, the Paragon um, flaps and slats, it Sweet. was, it was, that one was a couple years worth of work. And uh, I, that one got destroyed, but um, it was just, it just didn't, it, all the moves and the, you know, the slats would break off, so you'd have to re-glue them, or the bombs would break. And then yeah. it was just an older kit where, um, you know, when I 
took a look at it. I'm like, well, I'm going to salvage the wheels and the bombs and missiles and just at the cockpit and stuff. And so I just kind of took it apart and then threw the rest of it away. Yeah. I've done which, that before. Yeah. It's just kind of, yep. you know, that was, but it was a lot of work though. That, that, that Paragon flaps and slat set was, God, it was just, and you know, even like now when I look, you know, it was an older build. One of my, that was like one of my, I think that was the first model I used Gunsy paint on. And so I was real proud of it, but, um, yeah, when you look at it, when I looked at it, I was like, there's no fix in this. So take yeah. the parts out of it, and then I just throw it away. You know, Whitey, Whitey said a couple of times, you know, cheap kit in the bin, cheap kit in the bin. And I, for me, yeah, they might be the cheaper ones, but it's the time. You know, yeah, we all talk definitely about the that time. too, the time and, and effort. You oh, know? I hate that. So, yeah. so you're throwing that away too, and I think that's uh, – mm -hmm. Well, I built that 148 scale Ravel – mq9 reaper which twice that i know of i took it back out of the trash because i just trashed it i did and i just i can't bring myself to throw a model away i just can't and so i was like no i need to finish it and i took it out finished it up and it actually won at a couple shows so i was able to like i don't know why i kept like trashing it but i literally took it out of the trash twice to like finish it. Yeah, I have a hard time throwing them away too. Well, it's, time is definitely the more valuable uh, commodity there. You know, no, God knows, like, uh, and I had, you know, thinking about that 48 hour build, I had such a fun time, you know, building that thing with the guys from uh, across the pond there that just make conversation uh, folks and, and the other guys from Belgium. And, and you know, that was a, a fun weekend. Um, and then for it to only end up with me screwing it up on my own, you know. Yeah, I guess the overall objective got accomplished. Absolutely, well, I had a, had a fun weekend. Uh, raised money for charity. You know, had had good, great conversations and beer with those fellas. Uh, but ultimately, I would have liked to have the kid on the shelf to look at and go, "Oh man, that I remember that weekend." But hey, the model geeks too. We won the uh, model box competition. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Because they had a the trivia. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like a trivia yep. thing where they had like they showed part of a model box and you had to like guess what kid it was or whatever. Yeah, yeah man. All right. Uh in my future I see more of this though. More challenging builds in my future, more conversions, more self induced ass pain. Um I, you know, Whitey, I th I think I'm going the other way. I th I you know, a lot of the kits I've sold on eBay that I had intentions of building, but when I look at them I'm like, man, I just I'm losing I'm losing some gas out of the tank. And time, right? Yeah. It, you, you look at, yep. you know, uh, you know, we're all not getting any younger, right? Yep. So I, I, I'm i there with you, too. There are, you know, pro I mentioned the B29. That's probably the most work in a kit that I can see coming in my in my future, if I ever even do it. Uh, I haven't, haven't, haven't broke bags on that yet. Um, but in the meantime, I, I am more leaning toward the philosophy of building in kits, um, that are that go together quicker uh in order to get to the end result uh quicker you know so here here's a here's a crazy question for everybody just kind of thought about this so let's just say that you're only you can only build one more kit for the rest of your life that's it you only get one kit to build Ooh. what are you building i got mine Oh, so you say there's a lot of silence there. Okay, go, Pharrell. Let's. It would be the 148, of course, Tamiya P47. Any one of them. The Razorback, the D, the M. 
any so that's the, Tamiya so, P47. So if all the kits you can build, you're going to go with a super easy build that you're, it's like a shake and bake. You're not going to like, you only get to build one. That's it. You're not going to do like the something like super obscure, crazy that you've always wanted to build, but it'd be so hard that you're like, I'm not doing that. That's, that's the intent of the question. So wrong, pick again. Right. I think <laughs> mine, mine would be, it's a Tamiya kit, but it's the one three fiftieth scale USS Enterprise. Okay. Lit. Oh. And rigged. Everything. Ooh. Hangar bay done. Have you seen the hangar bay that's available for that yes. now? Yes, I have. And Yeah. I, yeah, I need to pick it up. Yeah, you do, dude. All the photo etch, all the jets from my 88 cruise. Yikes. Yep. That's that's what I would do. Wow. All right. Yep. It would have to go in my office in a case. That'd be big. Yeah, it would. It'd be great. And I know a guy that does cases, right, Bill? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does really, really nice. I need to give him a call. Yeah. It's a tough one to answer, isn't it? It's hard to answer that. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I don't, I wouldn't do like, it, my first thought was a 30 second scale hornet yeah i thought, I thought about the uh, tamiya f4 or a J. super detailed like 30 second scale tomcat like really detailed and well done and scribed and you know like probably you know, to me a kit but that is a crazy question because <laughs> you never know when it's going to be your time you know exactly, so you man. don't know what could be your last kit yeah yeah i think it'd be a 30 second scale hornet or tomcat but it's super detailed. Your last kit. It's going to be a, something by Kitty Hawk, probably. <laughs> no. For me, I'd do a um, P3 Orion. Yeah. I'd load it with all the bells and whistles yeah. that, are, that are available for it. Like 48 scale or something? Do a no, vacuum form I mean, or a if, 70 if the, second? No, 72 because that's all that's out there. Uh, yeah. If if any manufacturers are listening and they want to do a forty eight scale P three, that'd be great. All right, I just figured out. I just I have my answer. What is it? An H the an MH fifty three oh, the Academy go, kit, bro. Totally opened yeah. all the panels, the doghouse, all the AMCM gear in the back. Opened up the engines, all the hydraulics you sections. Got all, you got all that stuff, don't I, you? I do. You yeah, got all that black dog. It's like sets yeah, it's like over a hundred, like a couple hundred dollars in resin. Get, Get busy. Get after it. Yeah. I know. I See, should. I was going to go P3, but if the too, last too kit. Too easy an answer. Yeah, yeah, the right. last kit you're ever going to do. Like, yeah. I know. I've already done like a bunch of those. I know. I've built four of them and all for other people, not one for myself. <laughs> you guys are such good people. That's, I, I don't I, know I what my... For anybody. I'm trying to think but what I, mean, I got in my stash that <laughs> I would say... No, see, fuck, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't know. It, it doesn't have to be in your stash. Nah. Yeah, it's not in your stash. You can just be whatever. You could snap your fingers and the kit is there. Kit is there. Ding. You're uh, making this way too hard for a... Yeah. No, I, I, just, I, I just don't know. I mean, like, I have that 350 scale Hornet that I would like to do. A show ship? It, a it's ship. Too, the airplane guys, your last kit's going to be a ship. Well, yeah, see, I don't know. Well, it's got an air wing. It's got the Doolittle raid, and I want to show one like taking off. You know what? After you, seeing that one out at the that. um, out at the Nats, uh, that one carrier, dude, where they did the last meeting or yeah, final the briefing, cool, where the, they were with VT eight, yeah, yeah, dude. Which technically is you still, could do the Hornet 
with the, you know, how Doolittle did that little ceremony. Yeah. With the, you could have all the guys gathered around and, yeah, dude, come on, that's here. That's, that's you. Because it's something different, you know, I've never, I've never built a ship. So if it's going to be something that I'm never going to do again, then why not try something I've never done? Yeah, it's your last, your last build forever. God, man. So that's why I would definitely do an MH-53E with my name on it, open all the de- all detailed and crazy. Because that's, yeah, that would be the ultimate kit for me. You know, because it, because it, that's why I haven't done it. Because it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so the, the Triple P folks, that part of their yeah. show when they interview someone is, that's the question they'll ask. What is your, your magnum opus build? Yeah. I don't know. Did they cover that with you when you No, did? they didn't. So no. they asked me that question. And my yeah. answer to them at that time was the B-29, the Enola Gay. The B-29, yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's feasible. It's it's yeah. there. You know, but then to ask me the question the other way by saying, okay, it's your last build yeah. makes me makes me swap out my answer a little bit. You know, so yeah. I'm like, all right, man. Okay, last build ever. My legacy build. Yeah. It's just a, you know, it's it'd have to be a P three Orion, I guess. I'd I'd go like I'd I'd build it like the guy did on uh the that won best of show in nationals with the C fifty four. Yep. The Sky Crane. I'd 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 do I'd go like Mark Schachter and yeah, on dude. it. And fully fully, fully detailed. detailed. You ain't getting any younger, kid. Uh, yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> Get cracking on it. <laughs> I should. I can't believe, you know, I want to kick you in the ass because it, it, <laughs> your, your aircraft, what you flew, is available yeah. in a nice kit. Yeah. And you haven't even built one yet. I know. If, if, I know. If Kinetic, the perfect or, scale. if Kinetic or Hobby Boss or Ravel or Tamaya come out with a 48-scale P3 Orion, I'd probably sell half my stash just to buy some <laughs> in order to, you know, yeah. build, that, one, build one of each country. And that MH is... Awesome, man. It's that you don't need hard. You really don't even need anything. I don't need to add anything to it, really. I mean, the kit plastic yeah. is amazing. It's Does it have all the beautiful. rivets or is it smooth? I, you know, I don't know. It's still all in the plastic. I've never even oh, opened the plastic and looked at it. Hasn't even broken bags. Uh, this is just unsat. How do you break not break bags. bags? I don't know. I, it is. It's kind of stupid, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Let the berating continue. I deserve it. I agree. I'm like, I just thought about that now. I'm like, whatever you're working stupid. on now, you need to stop and go. This needs to be your next build, man. I, yeah. I don't want to say it's stupid. I want to say it's not natural. I don't. I don't know why though. Well, I do some oh. pretty stupid shit though. Like I go buy, do. I buy my dream car, right? I came back off deployment, order and buy my dream car, and then I don't drive it. I let it sit in the garage. I go buy another car so I don't have to drive that one. Then I sell my dream car because I don't ever drive it. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Is that <laughs> is that not the yeah. dumbest thing you've ever heard? Everybody who's listening is probably like, all right, Scott, you're a freaking moron. Especially around here with the you're roads. Good on you for building nice models, but you're an idiot. I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to agree. Isn't that, yeah, it's just kind of, even Allison's like, you idiot, why did you sell your car? I don't know. I just, I don't drive it. Oh, my God. Then I went and bought another one. Then what did I do? I sold that one. <laughs> I'm buying another one, damn it. And then I'm I not know, you, you were talking about buying another one, and I now am. they're like, now you can't get hard to get. Can't get them. Way more expensive. Yeah. Way more expensive. Yeah, good luck, man. My buddy Mark uh, down in Jacksonville drives one. Yeah. Yeah, it's red. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get another one. I, I talked to the I talked to the I talked to the, to the guy last week 
And it's about eight months to order. If you order one, it's about eight months. Ooh, yeah. But they're yeah. not offering any discounts. You're not negotiating the price. No, no. It's no. MSRP. Worst time to buy a car right now. Yeah, I can either That's go buy a house or I can buy a car. I'll yeah. probably buy the car. Well, wasn't it like the Toyotas? If you go and buy a... Uh like the Forerunner, that, that's what you wanted, right? Was a Forerunner? Yeah, yeah, good luck. Four and month then wait. You got like a ten thousand dollar dealer fucking convenience thing, or whatever it was. Just a market I don't markup, know. some sort of man crap that's, they throw at you. And that's bottom ridiculous. line. It was like you're not just going to go to the lot and go walk around and make deals right not now. Anymore. It's yep. Not happening. Oh, Better well. reverse engineer some microchips. I digress. Back yeah. to models. Back to models. Back to challenging builds. Yeah. Um, I, but they, I think build. they definitely, though, we've talked about this where it, it will, act, like, when there's a Tamiya kit sitting there versus maybe one that I'd, um, an aircraft that I would much rather build a model of, I'll go with a Tamiya. And yeah. maybe because I know it's going to be fun and it's well, going mean, to beat my head against the wall. I'm, I'm of the mindset right now that, like, Frill mentioned P47s. Um, I want to do a nice Razorback. And am I going to buy a Haskawa one? Oh, am I going to buy a cheap monogram one for, you know, $5? No. Nope. I want to build a nice kit and enjoy the build the process. That one's nice, though. So, they are, but they're not as nice as the Tim yeah. I wants, though, right? So, I mean, I, and, and at the same time, <laughs> I got a Tammy F-14A sitting out there. What am I going to do? I'm going to hack the tail off of it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why, why wouldn't I? Uh, you know, I think Gabe's already done it, right? Because I'm going to do the early beaver tail. I want to do a VF1 bird, first cruise, yada, yada. I think that so, isn't the, isn't the um, two mics tail yeah, pretty fa- decent? Phase it, yep. Yeah, phase hanger. Yeah, phase hanger. I'm sorry. Yeah, it fits pretty good, too. I think Gabe used that. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe's yeah. in the Somebody work did. on one. That's yeah. the uh, duck, duck bill uh, change yeah. back. My original plan was to graft so the Hassel beaver tail, tail. Yeah. Beaver tail, tail onto it. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm glad I don't have to go that route. Um, so Could just build the Hasegawa kit. Uh, but then why do I want to, though? <laughs> why do I want that ass pain? Yep. You got a Tamiya kit uh, sitting there a, smiling at you. When I have a Tamiya kit sitting there that I can cut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's wrap this up then, huh? It's Sunday. We're approaching football time. Uh, so we'll, we'll, call, we'll, call it, uh, we'll call it a show here, fellas. How about that? Sounds good. good right. Another good topic, though. Another good show. All right. Yep. Thanks. Hey, thanks. I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby, and we want to thank you for making us a part of your valuable bench time. Um, I hope you can join us for our next podcast. That'll be episode 21, headed up by D-Ran over here. In the meantime, uh, get building, be excellent to each other, and uh, enjoy your, the rest of the week. Y'all take it easy. Later. See ya. Later. Later.